And we're back to another fucking boring podcast where two goddamn hosts talk about fantasy fucking football. Who the fuck cares? Sports are a joke. This weekend sucked. Fuck you. Oh, Brandon, what's got you so down? Well, the Cats, they didn't win by 90. They, uh, they didn't even win. Uh, our backup quarterback got hurt. Third string quarterback got hurt. Goddamn Chiefs lost. You won. And uh, got screwed because the commissioner added points to his total. Cheating, once again. What are you going to do, man? I won that game. (laughs) If you count the legitimate points, I won that game. (laughs) I stand by it. (laughs) (laughs) If we do a forensics audit on it... We will go through and we will find that Spiller has a bunch of bamboo points there, and they do not count for his score. Yeah. I mean, Liberty has never lost three games in a row, so no matter what, he was going to win this. It rigged from the get-go. We all know it. It was rigged. Rigged. <laughs> all right. Well. I'm glad that you're the Trump Jordan. in this one. <laughs> so, Jordy, Jordy didn't make any trades this week, so I guess we're just going to go straight to goddamn recapping this terrible week. So, um, we'll go to a boring matchup. The Winfield Nut Grabbers. Potter came away with the victory, 89-75. to I think Winfield performed probably a little better than I expected them to. I thought they were going to be, like, low 60s week, so that's good news for Jevy's chance of not getting relegation. Um, and Potter had a average day, but he was playing Winfield, so he gets the win. He's 2-1. and one. Tied for the second-best record in the CKFL. Congrats, Andy. Andy? Andrew. Andrew. Sorry. Wow. Hey, I was hey. Sh- I was short. East, I want you to remember hey. this. I've never fucked up any of your names. Andy is sh- Andrew. There just so <laughs> happens to be an actual Andy in our league. So that's- and in the division. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> also, I was about to say, not even in the league, is in our division. Fuck. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a high water mark for Winfield. Um, I this might be one of the highest scores that he gets for the rest of the season, which is terrible. Oh, yeah. um, I I don't know what pace he's on now. I can check that up while I'm kind of talking about the rest of it. But he might be on pace to have like the lowest scoring season in league history. Um, he was pretty lucky to be able to throw in Alexander Madison into his lineup uh, because Dalvin Cook was out, and Alexander Madison had a good good week. Uh, what was it, like 16, 17 points? So yeah. in a normal week, you can not count on that. You know, Take away 10, 15 points of that because that's what he's got left at running back. So 75 is really going to be like a high watermark for him. I mean, the rest of his roster, there's nothing inspiring on it. Then over on the other side, Potter, you know, he does have 89, so not a real great day, not a terrible day, but he did that with A.J. Brown getting injured early in the game, and then T.J. Hawkinson not really doing anything. So 89 with those two big playmakers doing nothing is a pretty good indicator that this is going to be a good team. So I would take this as, like, uh, if I were Potter, I would look at this in, in like, positive light going, hey, this is – I'm all right with where my team's sitting. I like how it's positioned. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to say he had a really good day out of his running backs, which is what helped that score. But you also got to remember he had an 89 because he had home field advantage, so technically they only scored 84. But I do agree with you on the A.J. Brown being out. Got him zero points. So, I mean, basically he didn't play a second receiver and still scored 84. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a positive, positive day. And anytime you win, it's positive. So Yeah, you wouldn't know that, would you? I mean, I'm still 2-1. and one. And you outscored me by two points. Yeah, but so. I still won. So yeah. suck it. All right, let's <laughs> <move> you wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the Wichita Weed Bandits and the Marysville Magnet is back. The Magnificents were victorious by a landslide. I picked Jordy, so obviously they fucking lost. Because God has a vendetta against me and just wanted every team I was cheering for to lose this week. K-State, the Chiefs, the fucking Steamers, my sex life, everything. <laughs> I have no more sex life. I lost week. it. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think what this really showed this week is Wichita doesn't have a true second running back as long as Josh Jacobs is out. Um, he's really going to need Josh Jacobs back if he's going to be competitive. And I don't know that that's necessarily a really good sign for the health and strength of the team, but once he gets them back, it's still going to be a strong lineup. It's just going to be the bye weeks are going to be a killer. Um, the other thing that I, I think would be a positive for Jordy to take a look at, you know, obviously Marquise Brown dropped a whole bunch of big passes at could have been touchdown passes. Um, so I know that's disappointing that those points didn't happen, but the fact that he's being targeted deep with some sort of regularity, I think that's that's a positive indication that Marquise Brown could be a bigger play each and every week. Um, I don't think the drops are going to be a big issue. So I, there's that kind of positive. And he still scored 86 uh, despite not having you know a really overall strong performance from anybody in particular. Um then over on Marysville side, uh, I think the biggest thing that he got this week was a whole bunch of high scoring out of his wide receiver and his defense just knocking it out of the park. Um, and then t- fucking Tim Patrick gets him almost 10 points. Like That's annoying that nobody gets him 10 points because that's just fucking what Marysville does. But, you know, obviously, you're right, Marysville is back. He's a good team, and this is kind of showing the upside of this team each and every week. Yep, and Patrick's going to – I think his value is going to go up now too because didn't the Broncos have another receiver that's now out for the season? Uh, yeah, they had K.J. Hamler go out. I think it was ACL injury. Um, but Hamler was kind of the, the speed deep threat. And I don't know if that's really – I might be wrong, but I don't think that's the role that Patrick plays. But, you know, they need somebody in that second wide receiver spot. So, yeah, he's, the opportunity is opening up for him. Also for Jordy, you know. Who, what running back on the bench, what terrible running back on the bench had another big performance this week? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Next topic. <laughs> I didn't say I hated him this year. I just don't like him as a long-term play. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I didn't say I hated him. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, really, really don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Leads us to our next, I guess you can say shocking. I didn't see it coming. Gerard's fucking three and no. What is gone? Gerard fighting Brock's beating the Scott City Beavers. I mean, I called this one. This was this was one where I said, yeah, Gerard's going to beat Scott City. I think Scott City's going to have kind of a down day. Um, and Gerard's going to have random 
upside players that come out of nowhere that we can't predict, and that's exactly what happens. Um, Scott City uh, got let down basically by his whole lineup outside of Eckler, his defense, and his kicker. Uh, he's really got to figure out now what he's going to be doing at that wide res- or, uh, running back two spot because there's really no upside and consistency with Mike Davis right now. Um, so whether that's going to be throwing Jamal Williams, hoping that maybe A.J. Dillon has a big day, Trey Sermon, um, I don't really know what he's going to do, but he's got to figure something out there. Otherwise, he's not going to really have the – he's really not going to have the upside to compete with, with the other big players in the league. Um, and with Ottawa hopefully uh, kind of getting back to strength and competing in that division, it's going to make that hard. Um, and then Gerard obviously found a new combination of players that are just going to explode to make him win games. Um, you know, 94, so 89 with home field advantage. Not great, but definitely respectable. Um, I think what this is showing for Gerard is that his floor games are going to be very, very, very low. But they're going to be few and far between, so he's going to be a good team most every week. Um, And I think it's also worth pointing out that he did this uh, with his defense scoring a negative amount. So, you know, you take that away, add three points there, you know, uh, you get four points out of your defense. That's seven points, Wayne. This is almost a 100-point game before home field advantage. So this is still a really, really good performance for Gerard. And uh, one little thing, Cooper Cup is currently the number one receiver in terms of fantasy football points. Oh, man, it would suck Cocker to be the City guy that dropped that. I'd really be missing him right now. <laughs> mm, ouch. Speaking of which, another horrible cock punch of a loss by the Cocker City Thundercocks in a 91-63 to loss to a team that at least won – Lawrence Monkey Mafia. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be able to say I came into this game and uh, I, I choked the chicken. Uh, um, I think the biggest things for Cocker uh, coming into the game, having lost Dalvin Cook, that was not obviously good for him. Uh, anytime you lose somebody at the caliber of Dalvin Cook, you generally don't have the backup to be able to replace that kind of production. So that didn't help. Um, his defense scoring him negative eight, like holy shit, that was bad. Um, why would that you, obviously why would you didn't start help. Washington? I know, right? Like, actually, okay, I, I I do like the Washington defense still as a unit, as like an NFL thing. Maybe not for fantasy, but against Buffalo, I don't know that I would have done that either. Like, no. what a bad play. No, on on the road, you know. Yeah, Ooh. not great, not great. Um, but okay, so you take that, you take that um, negative eight. You say okay, four or five points average tight end perform or uh, defense performance, nothing spectacular. That's like a 13, 15 point swing right there. You throw Dalvin Cook right back in, you know, get him. Say we'll say 12 points conservatively over Tyson Williams. You know, there's there's 25 point swing right there, and that changes the entire dynamic of this game and makes Cocker's score much, much more respectable. Otherwise, I don't think his team had horrible performances elsewhere. It was really just those two things, losing Dalvin Cook and the defense shitting the bed. By the way, uh, on the year, uh, Cocker City has scored negative points from his defense. Uh, so he would have been better off not starting a defense each week. <laughs> it's bad for the brand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, and and looking on your side, I mean, you didn't have a particularly great game. It, it was good, but I mean, I think your garbage. You got a garbage time touchdown from Antonio Gibson, which was yeah, a big point hands. getter. That was what, like a seventy-five yard touchdown. Got I think so. Points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Because oh, he 13. was having, thirteen. Yeah. So if that doesn't happen, I mean, you still win, but we're looking at like a seventy-three point output. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then same thing, DeAndre Swift. <laughs> DeAndre Swift with the garbage time touchdown that looked like that was going to give the Lions the win before. Ooh, Justin Tucker with the biggest dick punch of all time. <laughs> and and DeAndre Swift almost had a second touchdown. What would have been like one of the coolest touchdowns I've seen. Not the coolest, but one of the coolest. So like he could have even had a bigger game too. But you're right. Like I'm looking at this and I'm thinking right. it wasn't a horrible game, but everybody just kind of underperformed a little bit. So it, we talked about that going into the matchup that my players had kind of rough matchups. So. I'm not upset. This is roughly what I was expecting. So I don't feel bad about this performance. I, I'm not great. I don't feel great about the tight end performance, but I think that's going to be kind of what my tight end position is, um, just kind of a whack-a-mole sort of thing. Although with uh, Hamler and uh, Judy out, and maybe Noah Pam because the number two receiving option, that helps. Um, but, yeah, underperformance, but still – I think pretty good signs for for future production. Yeah. Bag on the head still counts. So, moving on to what we thought was going to be the Eve Summer Douche game of the week, which I stand corrected because it was a two point victory, which we'll go to in a minute. But uh, Liberty crushing Cleveland, and I know I'm not surprised. Were you? Not surprised. I I, I think that. You could have made a really good argument either way for either team winning, and I wouldn't have hated the argument. Like, Liberty winning doesn't surprise me. I still thought you had the advantage mostly due to home field, um, but it doesn't surprise me. Like, I don't mean that as not just two good teams. One of the teams had to win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I went into this with no confidence, to be honest. So this is like the game – that one of my teams lost. This was the one that I was literally least upset about because I looked at the matchups. I didn't think Tom Brady would get 28. Um, I'm happy I didn't do the bonehead move of the week and start Justin Fields. I, I literally was thinking about it. Like I, I was, I was not. So <laughs> I wasn't 50-50, but I was like 10% of my brain was like, man, I just have this weird feeling Justin Fields is going to go off. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> but but my, my thought process was Brady's going up against the Rams defense, which is legit. So I didn't think he'd have a big game. So I was wrong there. He actually scored 28. If you would have told me going in, Brady scored 28, I actually would have thought I may have had a shot. But Nick Chubb was going against the Bears defense. Great rush defense. Najee Harris, great back. But that offensive line so bad, you just can't trust him yet. Um, which he yeah, but if he's going to get game, 20 but... targets a game, you're going to be all right yeah, with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not, I'm not like, down on him or anything. It's just, like, for this matchup. I'm not mm. confident in him. Kyle Pitts, you don't know what you're going to get each week. I probably should have started Higby. I mean, he had a better game. He was projected for more, but 
I was encouraged by how many targets he got in the previous week, and he did not get that this week. I think all of his points came in the f- overtime, basically. Um, and, yeah, I I just didn't like those matchups at all. And then you got Josh Allen. I just thought it was going to be a big game for the Bills, which it kind of wasn't uh, for from Clint's perspective. Diggs didn't have a big game. See? Yeah, it just went the way I thought it was going to. Disappointing, but... I'm not shocked. Yeah, this is, I don't know. For What's more I, shocking? I, I don't disagree oh, with, with your analysis of your team. I think on on Liberty's side, it's a good game. But I think if I'm looking at the performance I'm getting out of Josh Allen, the performance I'm getting out of Zeke, the performance I'm getting out of Barkley, and I only score 109, I'm not feeling super great about the team because – this means that this is more of a high water mark, and I want this to be more of the you know this is weekly where I'm going to be scoring. Obviously not 110 points, but you know the idea of I'm going to be a high scorer. You know you drop everybody else down, uh, Zeke down 10 points to 13, which is you know a reasonable amount to get per game. You drop Josh Allen down another 10 points to 26, which is still a really fucking high score for a quarterback. Um, you know, on a per game average, you know, that's 20 points right there. So you're only looking at 89. So I I come away from Liberty going, yeah, this is a good game, but I'm a little worried about the future. The other thing that Liberty really, really needs to figure out is their flex position. Um, you know, he left Shark on his bench, and Shark <laughs> kind of went off a little bit. So, like, I, I don't know. Spiller's really got to learn – how to do this whole flex thing and figure out what he's going to do with Shark because, come on, man, you got to be better than that. Yeah, who doesn't start DJ Shark? He's like <laughs> the best receiver in the league. At least on the Jaguars. Every time he's on his bench, he scores a touchdown. <laughs> Every time. It's wonderful. It is. All right, so does that bring us to the All Eve right, summer so- douche of the game or of the week? Yeah, Eve Summer douche game of the week where Ottawa almost shit their pants against the Lehigh. Actually, this one was fun to watch. Like, oh, my God. Uh, I'll let you go. Sorry, I'll hold back. No, you're good. I thought Dak was going to get him. I did, too. <laughs> I thought I did Dak too. was going to score, like, 23 or 24 points. It was like, oh, no. 0-3 Ottawa. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't happen. So, but still, I mean, you got to be—you've got to be really concerned if you're Ottawa. Uh, Christian McCaffrey goes down. Now your running back depth isn't that good. Miles Sanders has been a total disappointment all year, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure he'll turn it around eventually. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, Ottawa, you know, they did win, and they won mostly on the strength of their defense and their kicker um, getting 18 and 16 points, respectively. Now, outside of Mahomes and Kamara, they really didn't get good performances from anybody. I mean, Lucas Thomas with eight, Chase Claypool with nine, solid. But uh, Calvin Ridley had a terrible game. McCaffrey injured, so didn't have a good game. Um, this is definitely a concerning sign. How losing McCaffrey, you're going to be losing, honestly, 12, 15 points a week uh, just based on who you're going to be replacing him with. Um, so this is definitely not a good thing for Ottawa. I mean, I'm glad he got the win. You know, congratulations for that. Thank you for beating Lehigh. Um, but then uh, I did, <laughs> on my notes I did have that Ottawa had to 
have a butthole so tight that he must have been shitting diamonds. Uh, but then over on the other side, um, uh, Lehigh had kind of a similar type of setup where um, his kicker kind of helped lead the way for him. Um, Justin Jefferson also had a really nice day, but his running backs let him down, and then he didn't really have any real great performances from anybody else. You know, he had solid performances, so that's encouraging. Um, I think uh, Miles Gaskin and Andrews uh, being on uh, on his team now is definitely going to shore up a few spots, and I think that Lehigh is actually probably a better team now than what we were thinking he was going to be at the start of the season because of those two moves. So I, if I'm Lehigh, I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, it really helped him. He looked like he was going to be a major contender for relegation, and that 100-pointer, that's going to help him out a lot because now I'm pretty sure it's uh, – Winfield by a lot in the lead for relegation. Actually, which, I think uh, Winfield and Cocker City are both pretty close to each other. I think it's like a 20-point difference. Um, looking at playoff projection percentages, um, ESPN gives Winfield a 1% chance to make the playoffs, <laughs> and he's currently tied for first in his division. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. I love that. Unreal. <laughs> so, yeah, which before we get into this week's games – Let's let's take a look at the division standings. The East, which is by far the best division in the CKF the L this year, has four winning teams. Lawrence sets on top with a three and zero record. Cleveland's next at two and one, tied with Marysville, who's also two and one, and Potter, who's two and one. Meanwhile, in the West, it's a shit show <laughs> where everybody is tied for first with a one and two record. And then you look in the South. There's only one team with a winning record in the South, and it's Gerard. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. The team that everybody thought was going to be the relegation yeah. leader to start out the year is actually uh, the number one team yeah. in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. Out, outside of the East, there is one team with a winning record. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, eight... 10, 12, 15. Yeah, the other seven teams are a combined 6 and 15. <laughs> Isn't that good? Just like it. <laughs> so, <no. laughs> Which, I guess, going from there, let's go ahead and jump into this week's matchup matchups. Um, Divisional I think we're both going to agree on this, this one. I'm definitely excited for this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to start off with one of the easiest ones. The Scott Winfield City Nut next. Grabbers <laughs> are going to lose to the Scott City Beavers. Yes. Yeah. I, ready to move on? I'm ready to move on already because this is over. We'll do it real quick. Like, honestly, I don't think that going forward there's going to be a lot to talk about for Winfield's games because they're bad. I think, you know, we can talk about the opposing team and we can at least say, okay, we can at least try to guess where their points are going to be. Let's do that, you know, to give them a courtesy yeah. and, you know, not just gloss over them. And then, you know, it, I don't want to miss out on a chance to talk shit on them. All right. I will ask uh, – I'll ask you this question. Is Dalvin Cook going to act this week? Um, uh, I don't know. I think he will be, but I'm not 100% positive on that. If he is back, I can see Winfield struggling to hit 60 this week. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean that. I, I think I, legitimately, yeah. I think seventy-five points is going to be a high water mark for the rest of the season. I, I don't see him ever even 
coming close to breaking 80. I know I'm going to eat my words one of these weeks. Yeah. But not- the fact that that's going to be the bragging point, I scored 82 this week. Suck it! Like, you're bragging about scoring 82. <laughs> that's not good. Hey, uh, I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> no, it's but. not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got I got Scott City winning this by at least 25. I'd say probably. I wouldn't be shocked if they won by 50. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know 50. Um, I think he's got enough tough matchups that that's going to be hard to do. I think this is going to be another 80 to 90 point game range, um, which is still going to be more than enough to beat Winfield. But I think that's kind of about where, where I'm looking, mostly because he, he doesn't have great matchups anywhere. Um, yep. it, that's really what's going to hold him back. So he'll get the win. He'll be on top of his division still, but I think he's, he just should be glad that his bad matchups happen to come against Winfield. My bold prediction of the week. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler, and Tyreek Hill outscore Winfield. Is that is that bold? I don't know that that's bold. I think that should just be the expectation. <laughs> my my bold prediction this right, week: next water is wet. <laughs> water is wet. <laughs> Eat shit. Um, the undefeated kings of the West. The Gerard fighting Brocks against Dude, the bottom I, oh tier lower Liberty Crushers. I'm going to stop you there real quick. You're so terrible with the whole divisions thing. You just called it the West. They're in the South. Fuck them. <laughs> the Gerard fuck them well, Brocks. <laughs> this is a tough one. Can Gerard do it again? 4-0. and Best team in the league. Can't stop them. Won't stop them. Cooper Cup can't be stopped. Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski is Gronk again. Uh, I got I'm Liberty. Going, yeah, I'm going Liberty too. But I don't, I don't feel strongly. This is another one. If Gerard wins, based on you know the production he's been getting out of everybody else, I'm not horribly surprised. I think a lot of it's going to come down to does Julio Jones actually play? I know he's got that injury going on. If not, uh, who does he throw in for Julio? Um, you know, maybe OBJ and then throw Leonard Fournette into that flex spot. That might be the way to do that. But it's still he still has some decent matchups. Like I don't hate any of this. Um, and then, like I talked about with with Liberty's team, like they hit what could be you know, kind of a more of a ceiling type game with their 109 last week. So going into another really tough matchup, I don't know. I like, I'm going Liberty, but I think this is going to be close and I'm not surprised either way on this one. Yeah. I, I just think Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are going to have another just massive day. Um, if I'm Liberty, I'm not starting devil's Devin Singletary in that flex, but at the same time, it's kind of tough as you were talking about. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is kind of hurt, and he's going up against the Rams defense. It just looked shit good. He didn't have a great day last week. I wouldn't trust James Conner there either because, I mean, you don't know who's going to get the balls. Conner's going to get the balls on the goal lines, which is what matters. But are they going to get to the goal line situations against the Rams defense? So 
It's a really tough call. I noticed that he has DJ Shark currently in the lineup, so that means he's going to do nothing this week. <laughs> God, if that's the case, I'm, gonna, I'm going to die laughing if that happens. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it is a Thursday night game, so I think could uh, be ugly. I mean, yeah, right. I I don't know. I think uh, Gerard might have the better matchups this week, but it might depend on, as you said, if Julio plays. And I just can't imagine Cooper Cup having another just god tier game but i guess he could who knows to be so, fair we couldn't if, imagine if cooper cup stays on point yeah like we couldn't imagine uh to be gerard, fair to be fair like we couldn't imagine gerard being the top team in the league after three weeks so i'm not ruling him out now like i've learned my lesson <laughs> that said liberty <laughs> <laughs> sorry kelly <laughs> so moving on uh, to Ottawa and the Cocker City Thundercocks, which hey, I mean, on a positive note, if Dalvin Cook plays, it looks like Dakota's starting a pretty good lineup. He's projected to win. Um, Ottawa is in rough shape, as we said earlier, with the injury to Christian McCaffrey and the inconsistent play from his other superstars. So, you know, I I don't I'm gonna let you make your pick first, but I would not be shocked if Dakota won this game. Okay, let me ask you this. Can we put kind of a little um, qualifier on the pick? Because, um, like, what I want to say is I want to pick Ottawa if there's no Dalvin Cook. Otherwise, I think I'm going with Cocker City. Is that is that okay to, to state, or do I have to try to guess on whether Dalvin Cook's going to play this week? you got to guess if he's going to play this week. Ah. Uh... Okay, okay. I think he's going to play this week. I'm going to go Cocker City. If only because Karma seems to really want to fuck over Clint right now. Like, they're getting the wrong Clint, right. but they're trying to <laughs> fuck over Clint yeah. right now. Yeah. What, are, what are you doing, God? <laughs> Clint Dick is like the nicest human being in the world. He's Yeah, he's like a magnet. <laughs> but, uh, honest, I'm going to go with Clint on this one. I got Ottawa. Um, although I have not been impressed with Miles Sanders, I've been equally unimpressed with the Chiefs' rush defense. So I think Sanders might actually have a big game this week. Patrick Mahomes is also desperate in that same game, so I think he's going to have a big game this week. I don't trust the Giants' defense, so Kamara could have a big game this week. Those first three big players, I've got confidence in them enough to give the Ottawa Anarchists, get them back into the conversation for the playoffs. I, I just think losing uh, um, uh, McCaffrey. Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. I think losing McCaffrey is enough of a difference maker that couldn't he's think going of the best running there. back in football. Fuck him! I don't have him anywhere. Team. <laughs> I mean, he's got like league. two of the best running backs oh. in the league, and he almost dropped to zero and three. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd go and cocker, so we can move on. Moving on. Okay, Lehigh at the Wichita Weed Bandits. I've got the Weed Bandits, but I don't know. I, I really am encouraged by what Lehigh has. I think they're slowly getting better, especially with Chuba Hubba. <laughs> My Chubba boy Chuba <laughs> becoming the starter now. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> this dude was a be beast at Oklahoma State. You never wanted to play him, so. No. 
No, I think I think you're 100 percent right. I think that's going to be the I, difference there. I I'm going Wichita as well, mostly because I like Melvin Gordon in the flex over Miles Gaskin. But I I think this is going to be another kind of closer game. So uh, plus Wichita has a home field advantage. So I'm going to spot him a few points there. Like I I feel more confident. I feel significantly more confident in Wichita's abilities this week than I do in Lehigh's. Which moves on to the best division in all of football. And we're going to just, start just off I'm curious. with a matchup between two and Do you know, do you know what direction we are? Uh, north, east, southwestern? You passed. All right. <laughs> First matchup, we got the Potter, the rising Potter Muggles at the Marysville Magnificence. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm firmly confident that Andy's team is going to win this week. I, Well, actually, you know what? Hindsight, I haven't even looked at the matchup. I just saw the projection scores. <laughs> and this might actually be a tough week for, for old Andy because I don't think he's going to get his typical production from the Packers. Um, the Pittsburgh, don't get me wrong, Pittsburgh has been struggling, but it hasn't really been their defense. It's been their anemic offense so i mean if their offense can finally put something together against a not so great packers defense that defense might be a little more rested and aaron Rodgers, aaron jones and Devonte adams might be not be their normal selves but i'm still confident mary marysville is going to win but i think the projections it shouldn't be a 16 point difference in my opinion I I agree with your analysis on Marysville potentially struggling this week, but I think you could apply the same logic towards a lot of Potter's matchups as well. Um, you know, Clyde edwards is starting to look better, but he has to go up against a really, really tough Philly front seven, so it, maybe he doesn't get anything there. Um, Keaton Allen might have a good day. Um, Actually, he probably will have a good day. Um, the pass rush for Las Vegas is pretty good, but they're back. I don't think their secondary is very good. Um, Carolina actually has what looks so far to maybe be a good defense, so CeeDee Lamb might struggle. Uh, Chicago might bring enough pressure um, up against Detroit that they have to keep uh, Hawkinson into pass block, so he may not be able to go run a bunch of routes. So I think he also has quite a few tough matchups. Um, if Potter pulls off the upset here, I think it's going to be because there's an absolute blow-up game from Buffalo's defense. Um, but I think he's also going to kind of struggle to hit some of his more ceiling games. So I think that the differential is probably about pr- appropriate between Marysville and Potter. Um, I, I just think it's tough matchups all around for both teams, so I'm going to give the better team the advantage. Yeah, well, that's fair. Which leaves us to the Eve Summer Douche game of the week. Second week in a row, the Cleveland Steamers are in the matchup. For the second week in a row, it's not a good matchup for the Cleveland Steamers. As they face the undefeated Lawrence Monkey Mafia on the <laughs> The Monkey The Um, About this game, Sam, I actually, if you look at my starting lineup right now, Odds are this is not what it's going to be on Sunday. I really don't know what to do. 
I don't like either of my defensive matchups with the Ravens playing the Broncos. Kicker sucks, and I thought he was the best kicker in the league. So I added another kicker to replace him. So it's probably going to be Daniel Carson as my kicker there, who is the number one kicker in the league so far. Uh, you beat me out to grab him. I was going to grab him once he played and waivers. My st- stupid ESPN app just started randomly playing a video again. What in the <laughs> fuck? All right, sorry. ESPN sucks. <laughs> but I don't – it's such awful garbage. Like, uh, it used to not be this bad. But, oh, well. Oh, well. Moving on. Um, I do think my running backs are going to get more project or uh, more production this week, so that makes me feel good. Najee, he's going to be pissed off going into New England. New England hasn't looked that great. They're coming off a loss. Tom Brady off a loss is usually pretty good, so he's going to get some points. I don't know about my receivers. I don't even know who to start at receiver. Debo Samuel's been great. Tyler Lockett's been great except for last week. Which they didn't even, they targeted him three times the whole game. I might have to start Jamar Chase, but same time, he's had three good games in a row. One of these days, he has to lay a dud. So, this is one of those weeks that I'm either going to fuck my team by making bad flex plays, or I'm going to get really lucky and I'm going to have a hell of a game. All right, then before, before I say anything, I, I want to hear what you think about my team and its matchups this week. Sorry, I tried to fart in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're um, not. Let's see. Yeah, you're right. I, I put it down there. And I realized I had to fart, but then I was like, but then I have to put my face back into the microphone, <laughs> so really, I, I would just be hurting myself. I feel like this is, you know, uh, kind of a symbol of, yeah, I'm going to make some bad flex decisions and fuck myself. <laughs> right. All right, well, getting into your real matchups. Um, I, You know, I never trust Joe Mixon because I don't. I don't like that Cincinnati line, but he is a very good running back. He could get you production, especially against the Jags. Um, I I don't trust any Washington Redskin, but Antonio Gibson is proving that he's one of the best running backs in the league and going against a Falcons defense. That's, you know, that looks good for you. I, you know, this might be Lamar Jackson's worst week so far this year. Denver looks for real. It's in Denver and apparently Lamar is questionable. I mean, he's going to play, but he might not be at a, his peak, you know, self. So your matchups, they're not awful, but they're not great. Like, I'm not super encouraged by your running backs because, I mean, you look at DeAndre Swift, who just had a big game, and now he's going to Chicago. And Chicago has a really good front seven, run very good rush defense. So, I mean – not super high in your running backs. You never know what you're going to get out of Noah Fant. He could have a huge game. He could get you one. That's pretty much every tight end in the NFL this year outside of Travis Kelsey. So, I don't know. I Not not the best matchups, not the worst. I don't see a major advantage either way, in my opinion. Uh, see, I, I agree on your team. I do think that you've got some potentially tough matchups. I kind of like the Nick Chubb at Minnesota and Najee Harris at Green Bay if uh, Pittsburgh can keep it kind of close-ish Najee should get the volume otherwise he may not get volume and that's going to be why he suffers 
Um, and then the rest of your roster, I agree 100%. I do disagree with how you're looking at my matchups this week. I 100% agree that Denver has looked good, but you have to take into consideration that they played the Giants, the Jets, and some other scrub. I don't remember who it was, but like their opponents oh, are 0 and 9. Yeah, so like they haven't played anybody any good. So how much of that is because Denver is good, and how much of it is because opponents are bad? Uh, so this might be a good week for Jackson. I'm not projecting a huge week, but we'll find out if Denver's legitimate this week. Um, I really, really like Gibson up against Atlanta. That should be a much better game for Washington where they have a positive game script, which means they're just going to feed Gibson. Uh, Joe Mixon has been getting absolutely like insane volume this year. Um, currently a top 12, but he's had three really tough matchups to start out the year, so this could be his big blow-up game. DJ Moore up against a terrible Dallas defense. Mike Williams up against a terrible Vegas uh, secondary. Noah Fant hasn't looked super great, but he's, you know, you're right, it's a tight end. Um, going up against a Baltimore defense that has given up quite a few points to tight ends, but they've also faced Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, so we'll see if that's more of a schematic thing or if it's just a, they just faced a gauntlet of tight ends. And then DeAndre Swift, you're right, Chicago does have a really, really strong front um front line that stops the run, but that's not really where DeAndre Swift makes his money anyway. He's, you know, like an Alvin Kamara kind of guy where he just catches the ball in space as electric and just fucking dominates. So I, I think he's a little bit more matchup proof because of that aspect. And then I actually really like the Bengals defense going up against Jacksonville this week, so that could be another really big high point score. So I think I have a lot of really, really good matchups. Um, I I know it's homerism, but I'm picking myself. I gotta believe in me. You know, the uh, the only thing I'll add about that Denver matchup, um, I agree with what you said about them and the matchups that they had, but I think it's their offense that you can't be sure of. That defense, the defense has been good for years. They just had just injury after injury. Like I think last year, uh, both their Oh, God, what I'm forgetting people's names like crazy today. But their outside linebacker and their defensive end, like Chubb and uh, Von Miller. Von Miller, they both out for the year in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they're now they're both back, and that defense is back too. I think so. Oh, and I wasn't I, I wasn't trying to sound like I was knocking the defense. No, 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 they no. haven't had a real test, so we think they're good, but we can't. You know, we can't definitively say that because we haven't seen the proof of it yet. We can assume, but we can't you know, confidently project, yeah, they're always going to be good. Well, I I am, just to be different from you, because I think we agreed on all but one pick this week, and since we're f- playing each other, I guess i got to pick myself. Um, although I'm not confident in the least bit, but That's Cleveland fair. Steamers, we got to get away. A win. Must win. <laughs> also got to get away. <laughs> and we also got to get laid for my sex life. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, well, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we get to play each other this week, talk some shit there. Um, you're going to be coming over, you know, so I get to really have home field advantage, literally. Um, and then uh, this is going to be the tiebreaker game between us for uh, the Pickums this year, uh, yep. since we're both tied. Um, yep. So whoever wins between us takes the lead. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Fuck. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> 
that leads us to the NFL picks of the week, which Oh shit, that's where we gotta do this shit. I'm yeah, I'm assuming I'm winning just because <laughs> we haven't kept track of it. Whoops. Alright, starting off with this intriguing Thursday matchup for tomorrow. Bengals uh, next. Chiefs at the Eagles. Hmm? I, w- I was saying next. I agree, Bengals. So, next game, Chiefs at Philadelphia. I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they get it figured out. I agree, Chiefs. Uh, Buccaneers at Patriots. Ah, this one's going to be fun. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm legit excited for this game. I don't want to go Patriots just for the upset. Yeah. Do it. All right. Patriots for the upset because this shit doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, you're fucking insane. I'm going Buccaneers. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Last time you said I was insane, I was right. You're right. You're right. What happened again, bitch? Uh, Washington. <laughs> I hope it does. I'm going to quote this in the next episode. <laughs> Washington at the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go Washington. I think they get it figured out as well and run away with the win. God, I hope they do. I, Otherwise, my team's fucked this year or this week. I mean, I don't think it's a crazy pick, but I'm going to go Falcons. Uh, just something good has to happen with them. It, like, it has to. They've been fucking terrible. So, they've got home field advantage. Washington's only a point and a half favorite. I'm going to go Falcons. Uh, Texans at the Bills. Bills. Bills next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lions at the Bears. I'm gonna go Lions. I mean, that's not a bad bet. They've they've honestly looked pretty good, and they're like, if Justin three, Tucker doesn't but... make an NFL record field goal, they win. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go Bears, but yeah, it's I don't think it's a terrible pick with the Lions. Uh, Panthers at the Cowboys. I'm going Panthers. Yeah, I God, I want to, but. I'm just going to stick with my strategy of picking home teams and games that I'm not sure on. So I'm going to go Cowboys, but I don't like it. Uh, Colts at the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins. Uh, Brissett looked better than I thought he would. Yeah, I think that's a fair pick, but I'm going to go Colts. There's no way that team is too good to be 0-4. So, yeah, but uh, they have Carson Wentz at quarterback. I know, you're right. Ooh, that's rough. But I'm still going Colts. Uh, Browns at the Vikings. Uh, I'm going Browns. <laughs> Are we going to be like opposite on all of these? <laughs> I was strongly thinking Vikings, but I'm going to go Browns because I, I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick at the Browns. No, 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 no. You stick with your guns. You call no, your shots. You call no, your shots. No, I've been horribly. Can can we uh, can we go if Dalvin Cook doesn't no, play? No, 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 no. You pick your calls. <laughs> I'm going Browns. All right. Uh, Giants at Saints. Uh, I'm going to go Saints because of their defense. But this feels like this could be a trap game where the Giants pull this one out. Yeah, with it being in New Orleans, I'm, I'm really not afraid. I think the Saints win by two touchdowns. I'm not afraid <laughs> to, make to pick the Saints. I'll take uh, Titans at Titans next. They're playing the Jets. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I think this is going to be a better game for the Jets, but I agree. I think Titans are obviously the better team, although they might not have any wide receivers, so this could be another trap game. But uh, since we can't 
qualify it. I'm going Titans. Yep, same. Uh, Cardinals at the Rams. This is actually a really intriguing matchup. I'm going to be excited for this one. I'm going Rams. Yeah, I will also go with the Rams. But if this was in Arizona, I think I'd go with the Cardinals. But home field advantage, Rams. Uh, Seahawks at the 49ers. I'm going 49ers, and I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at, too. Uh, That's going to be crazy. The Seahawks are going to be 1-3. Insane. Uh, Ravens at the undefeated Broncos. I'm going Ravens. I have not been impressed by the Ravens. I mean, they be- they did beat the Chiefs, but they should have lost last week to the Lions. And then who was? I think I think if you're going to look at their their game last week, and you're going to say, "Hey, it was fluky that he kicked the field goal." Yeah. You also have to look at it was fluky that Marquise Brown dropped massive touchdown passes That's as well. So I think the offense is better than what the stat sheet shows. Yeah. I will go with the Ravens as well. I think Coward. we have enough disagreements. Coward. <laughs> uh, Steelers at the Packers. Steelers next. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to love beating you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Packers. Steelers look like. Dog doo-doo on offense. Yep, I agree, but for that reason, I'm going with the Steelers. Just weird shit happens every week. I think they're going to look good this week, and I have no idea why. Mostly, you want to spite me and and Andy, who is in our division. 100% is correct. And the Monday night game of the week. Oh, oh, that's right. We already did Bucks and Patriots. Yeah, that was my fault. It, It popped up as like the third game for some reason. Gotcha. And I didn't realize it was Sunday night game, so that was my fault. But Monday night, game of the week, undefeated Raiders at the 2-1 and one Chargers. I'm going Chargers. Uh, God, this, is, this one's tough. But, yeah, I think I will also be going Chargers. I will really want to go Raiders, but for the sake of the Chiefs, we need the Chargers to win. So go Chargers. Yep. All right. Well, I think that will do it for this week's episode. Yeah. Hopefully things will go better than last week. I hope they do go better because I won last week and I just want to crush it this week. It was really sad. You know, I didn't really want to be alone. It was kind of precious and just dangerous. And I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm delirious. I have no idea. Dude, you need to get laid. (laughs) I really Well, on that note, I hope you die a very painful death. I love you too, Have buddy. Have a great week. All right. Fuck everybody. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. Shazam, motherfuckers. <laughs>